Godzillamedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Diamond Nine. Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my co-host, the Deadite Knight. I'm here to let the dogs out. Let the dogs out? There will never be another question as to who let the dogs out. It will be me, the Deadite Knight. I thought we got this out of our system earlier in the pre-show and before the pre-show. When there's a song that grabs you in your heart... You never get over it. <laughs> wow. Not when I was 10 wow. and not now. Okay, well, I guess. But uh, anyways, welcome to episode 279 of the Games Little Podcast, brought to you by... Our supporters at patreon.com backslash Media. Okay, go there today, start your patronage, and support Gamezilla. And um, hey, patronage starts low as just $1 per month. That's, that's like that's like nothing. That's that's just a few cents a day. And that's you... like thirty-two pennies. <laughs> is that? I don't know. Uh, math, math is hard, uh, but and that, that gives you some special benefits. But the, the the cream of the crop, really, the five dollar level gives you exclusive access to shows from all the games on the media podcasts that aren't available anywhere else. Not on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes. That's only like five quarters. It's only like. Uh, more than that, I think. <laughs> it's tough to say. I don't know. It, is it 20 quarters? I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, that's not right. That'd be... No, yeah, it's $5. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm over here purposely getting it wrong. You're actually trying to be right. You're like, no, that's not right. Oh, wait, no, it's right. No, that's not right. Give money to stupid people. We need it. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Go there uh, today. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out here live every Monday night on twitch.tv slash Media. So if you're not listening to us live, watching us live, then you are not experiencing the new video phenom that is Player One Miggy putting on a show for you all on the Twitch channel. You got anything to say, Miggy? This is your chance. This is the one window I'm giving you today. It's over. Thank you. Thanks for all your hard work, Miggy. <laughs> Great now, day work. We'll get back to them during the Zilla update, I'm sure. Anyways, we got a lot of news, so I'm going to let uh, Deadeye get into it. But first, we have one important announcement. It's very important. So everybody listen to this. Pay attention, because this is a must. Take it away. October the 5th. One of the two greatest dates on the gaming calendar every year in southeast Michigan. It's the Morelli Video Game Tournament Fall Edition. Uh, it's taking place uh, at the VFW on Wayne Road in Westland. Uh, Morelli Gaming Tournament. The proceeds are going to the Michigan Humane Society, so we're going to be out there gaming, supporting some animals, and it's super fun. A uh, ton of people from Gamezilla Media are going to be out there. Of course, Grim and myself. Miggy, are you coming to the tournament? 
Yeah, I'll be there. I'll Miggy be there. will be there. Uh, we're going to be having a lot of fun playing video games, competing uh, against one another, uh, all for a good cause. And guess what? If you win first place, $75 Amazon gift card. That will be yours. And uh, you have to put your gaming aptitude to the test because the glitch who puts the tournament on picks some wild games. Wild. Wild games. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not like it's a Call of Duty uh, tournament or just some other popular video game that you're not going to see Madden 2019 there, 2020, you might might play Madden like (laughs) 95. Yeah, you might. You might. Uh, You also uh, might play Super Scope. You might play some Wii Fit. Star Walls. You might play Star Walls. Who knows? Uh, All great games that we've played at the Morelli Video Gaming Tournament in the past Go to GameZillaMedia.com. It's just 10 bucks to register to enter. And again, those proceeds are going to the Michigan Humane Society. There's raffles, a um, ton of fun stuff. There's food. There's usually some brewskis. We're having a great time. Go to GameZillaMedia.com and uh, do your registration today. The uh, deadline to pre-register is October the 3rd. Go there and register today. And uh, come hang out with the GameZilla dudes. We're going to be there having a lot of fun. I will be losing. Grim will be winning. That's always how it goes. Yeah, and head on over to gameslimited.com, like you said. If you even if you can't make the event and you still would like to donate for the charity, uh, the the glitch and the Morelli video game group already has something set up where you can still make a donation to help out the animals. So there you go. Well, register today. Tickets are limited. All right, let's get into the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. Alexander, what about this monster story of yours? Download. Download. It's like that would be pulling down the download. Yeah, I, you know. That's how uh, it works, right? I, you know, I've never downloaded anything. I, I don't how know. The, that's how the computer does it. It just pulls it down, and then you have it. The downloads. The news. <laughs> Topic number one. It's going to be a rough show today. Yep, I'm already done. (laughs) Topic number one. Uh, Sony has come out and uh, said basically that... Well, they haven't said it. Sorry. I've already screwed this up. Rumors are are swirling. I heard a rumor. That at launch next year for the PS5, there will not only be the standard edition of the PS5, but also the Pro Edition. And that there will be two SKUs at launch, not like this generation where we got our standard edition and then several years later got our pro edition. And it just got me thinking, you know, at first I was like, okay, I mean, I like having the, you know, the top of the line system. I like my Xbox One X. I like my PS4 Pro. So, I mean, I like these things. But then I kind of sat back. I was like, is this a good idea? No. I'm like, I'm like... (laughs) I'm saying I'm starting to like sit back and think about like the generations of consoles that have come out and how and how versions where they had three, two, three versions of them just confused consumers to the point where they had to like de- like discontinue the uh, you know one of the versions early on in the life cycle. Do we really need to have a pro version of a state of the art system? And, and before PC gamers jump down my throat, state of the art for console, okay? So if the system's going to come out, it's going to do 4K and ray tracing and all this stuff. Like, what is the pro version really going to do that you need to have it right then and there? And then when that happens, in two years or two and a half years, when you want to refresh and do a facelift of a system, what options do you have? Because you've already released the pro. 
to me this seems like a really bad idea oh man and you're talking to a consumer here in my in grimlock that would basically buy the the launch system and then in two years when you release the pro i will 100 percent buy it and then a year later, when you release like a limited edition Spider-Man Pro, I will buy that. So then, so the problem is, is that you're taking a consumer like me that that will buy multiple versions of your console throughout the generation, and you're put, you're taking two of them and putting them together. Where I'm just going to skip one and buy the Pro. It's true. They 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 lose out on uh, an upgrade system sale opportunity with you. Yeah. The 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 thing that I guess is a little confusing to me. And we we don't know what the differences are going to be between what they what is rumored to be a pro version and a standard version. Is there a chance it could be something like um, a disc free system? You know, could it be something like that where they say a disc and a bigger hard drive is the pro edition, or is it like you said, a higher spec, uh, you know, ray tracing capability, and you know, more what we would consider the way we look at a pro now? Is it just going to be branding where it's same spec, different? hardware uh, options because if out the gate I feel like I'm buying an underpowered or inferior system on the launch day that's unappealing to me because you and I are very different with our hardware buying habits where you upgrade I've I've never upgraded my hardware if they come out with a a new uh, stronger switch Through Grim, through Grim, (laughs) through Grim's hand-me-downs. I'm like, oh, this is this is now an improvement. (laughs) Um, Where, again, being that I I don't usually go for the premium options and systems, I probably would be led towards whatever the base system would be uh, through my financial decisions. But I don't want day one to to feel like I'm buying something that's inferior. It's it's different when something is perceived as value over time. It's. It, it doesn't feel good when you feel like you're a step behind in the technology from what's supposed to be new and fresh. Like, if I was to go out and buy an Xbox today, I don't need an Xbox One X. I would be happy with the Xbox One S. But, again, that's been a proven thing over time. If they both launched on the same day, I might feel differently about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the X, to, I mean, and Microsoft is doing this in a very different way where I see value in the X even beyond this generation. So... For me, like I have told people that are buying the system right now that they should consider buying the X because it is going to be able to do more for them when they announce Scarlet and X Cloud and all this stuff that is going to also use the old Xboxes, which you can do with an S, but I'm just saying eventually the S is going to be like an old iPhone that is just limping along, even though, yes, it's supported by the latest OS it probably should never have the latest OS. Mm-hmm. Like that's where the S is get becoming. It's it's falling into that back of the pack where the X will still be a solid device that is capable of building your own X Cloud server. The thing here out the gate with the PS5 that, that this rumor is talking about is just Yeah, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot for that you're missing that upgrade. I feel like the upgrade um, strategy that we've seen now in multiple generations in theory not not necessarily like the pro i feel like the pro and the x and this this like beef up um hardware boost was just our, this current gen because last gen though we had things of these like it was really nice 
um, facelifts, really nice slim systems. You had a super chunky PS3. By the end, you had a pretty slim PS3, mm -hmm. you know, that um, was a top loader and easy to clean the lens. You know, a lot of these, these just easy enhancements that made it worth possibly upgrading, especially if your original system was kind of limping along. And so even, you know, the Xbox, same idea. You had this original Xbox. Then you had, you had an Xbox that came with an HDMI port on the back of it. Then they redid it and they slimmed it down and made it like that refined system that didn't really red ring anymore. You know, like, so we've seen that even back to PS2 when you had the chunky PS2 and then they came out the slim that was like a third of the size. Yeah. And you were like, wait, that's a PS2? And it made me buy one. Like so, the 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 concept of refining your system has been around for a while, but just more recently, as far as beefing it up, where it's like, what's next after ray tracing, right? Yeah. Wh whatever it is, is that what the Pro Pro version or the Pro Two or whatever the hell you know you end up calling it is going to support? And that's why you're gonna in a couple of years down the road, you'll you'll announce another edition that's even above the pro it's the elite edition the elite pro i don't know you know can, can i point out a time that that didn't come to your recollection where there was a hard grade hardware upgrade that was that changed the spec and changed the hardware performance that i don't think was very successful oh boy not just because the branding was awful, but the new 3DS and the new 3DS XL came out with uh, the, the little nub C-stick. Yeah. It had two extra buttons on the back, and it had a little bit better processing power and battery life and those sort of things to it. How many exclusive games? Because they really sold it like this is going to be able to play some more powerful games. What are the outside of the SNES games, which I don't understand why those were why those couldn't run on a regular 3DS? Um you know, you just had that small handful of, I don't know, 10 titles that were exclusive to the new 3DS, and it done it didn't feel like the new 3DS XL was worth making the leap. It, they mean, never paid off. The only reason I made the move is because I wanted the collectible versions. Yeah. As far as the system, I yeah, I wasn't a fan of like this this like revision and Really, it wasn't until the new 2DS XL where there was the clamshell, the very end, the last yeah. one that we that you still could go to a store and buy. Um, that was the the re like the the facelift that it should have had back when the new 3DS came out. It should have looked like that. If it looked like that yeah. and actually changed that much, plus gave you those benefits, I think you we would be having a different talk right now. Instead, of, like you said, it was it was minimal and also the marketing was god awful where we're like well i don't think i need no one no one needs this unless i have to play xenoblade yeah because that's the only game i can even think like i know there is more but that's the only one i can name right now xenoblade is for sure the first one that, that comes to mind yeah um because they made like a big deal out of that one yeah because it, it launched with this with the uh the new system and but you know so think about what it would be like if Though if the 3DS and the new 3DS launch simultaneously, not a huge difference between the two because they're both really similar pieces of hardware and the benefit and the payoff never really came through for the Pro. So what if that happened with PlayStation? What if the the differences between the two doesn't really ever equate to the extra 100 or $150 that you spend on the premium edition? Because what does this mean for developers? True, and that, and that's the other problem with this becoming right out the gate is that the thing about the PS4 Pro 
or the Xbox One X is that both companies got to sit back for two years and watch what the consumers were doing, listen to what they wanted, saw the technology that, that, that's required around the console, like TVs and stuff, watched how it was going to change, and reacted to it. Now, true, maybe they were limited because of the, you know, the actual um, architect-like design of the system was limited because you can't, you know, you can't swap pieces in and out. Um, so because you had an older CPU, an older GPU, you weren't going to ever introduce ray tracing or something like that into this current gen. But at the same time, you still were able to come out with the pro version that I, I would say was very successful for Sony and was a great piece to, you know, you had, a, you had such a grab on the market already, but then you, then you released this item that not only did people want it, but people that already owned your system wanted it. So not only were you getting a new, new fan base still, new, new install base, you were also upgrading your current install base, which is super helpful. And even at that point, the resale of all your old systems that maybe you're not making any money on, you are making money off those digital purchases that are going out to even cheaper PlayStations that, that people can get a hold of, you know, that can't afford a Pro or something like that. Yeah, and we personally know a lot of people who purchased PlayStation 4 Pro. So yeah. it just, I, I don't know. I, I'd really be curious to see what the what the difference between the two is going to be. Yeah, we have a really, so the community here, uh, we do know a lot of them that, that upgraded. And the interesting thing about it is we know that some of them had 4K TVs, some of them didn't. Like, it, it's, a, it's a wide range. So people were buying these even though they didn't necessarily have the latest and greatest of everything else around them and still enjoyed the experience, still noticed an improvement, and still felt value in their purchase. And so... That's where you're, I feel like you're just throwing that out the door by saying, yep, we're going to have both of these at launch. And just, it, it's, it's not needed. It's not necessary. And, you know, we have the same, technically, we can have the same debate with Microsoft is that they, and I think they've put that to bed now, but originally we thought we were going to have two SKUs for the Scarlet yeah. or, or two SKUs for the Xbox, one being the Scarlet and the other one being something else. Um, I forgot what the code name for it was, but they've, Lockhart or something? I, I can't remember. But anyways, it uh, they discontinued it because of xCloud and because of what they plan on doing with xCloud and, and, and the existing um, Xbox environment. So, you know, even Xbox looked at it and said, this is dumb. Let's take a step back and rethink this. You know, one, one more recent issue that we could point out that falls right in line with this is the black Wii U had more storage oh, than the white man. Wii U. Like, that's still yeah. confusing. And you and I are hardcore Nintendo guys. And it's still kind of like uh, that launch didn't make sense. And I still have to kind of, like, think about that when I see the black one. I was like, why is this one more expensive? Like, oh, yeah, it was the one that had the more internal storage. And it's just like, this is dumb. You could argue the same thing, though, with Xbox 360. You had the basic, basic system that had no hard drive. Mm -hmm. And then I think it had, like, four gigs of storage. And then you bought the one that came with the 20 gig hard drive on it. Like that was at launch. Everybody wanted the 20 gig hard drive. Those sold out. And then the basics sold for a while because they were so hard to get a hold of a 360 that people bought them and just dealt with it. But bottom line, back then, a hard drive was an upgrade. Yeah. Now it's ex now you ex now it's needed. You have to have it. So you know that that doesn't even work. But the the Wii U. <laughs> 
God, that was dumb. That was such a dumb decision. With the 360, I worked in the gaming department at Worst Purchase at the time. And I just remember, like, hey, here is, it was like the Xbox 360 Basic or Arcade or whatever they called it. Um, I think they actually called it both of those things at some point yeah. in time. <laughs> and it was the one in the green box and then the Elite, I think they called the you know the one that was in the white box with the hard drive and the wireless controller and stuff. And when I had to like explain to people realistically how much money they had to spend to at least have a good experience, you know, like, hey, you need to buy at least this memory card or the hard, you know, like all of a sudden it's like, wait, why wouldn't I just buy the better one? It's like, yes. Correct. That, that that base edition may have sold to a few parents or things, but m- most people realize that the value was just getting the complete package. Yeah, I think a lot of your base purchases were mistakes yeah. in, in the end. So, <laughs> you know who Turbo Dream is? Turbo Dream is talking to us right now on Twitch saying that he worked in gaming with you. Oh. No, I don't know who Turbo God of Games! Oh, man. Me and the God of Games. Yep. We, we held that department down. It's good to have you here. Yep. Yep. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, you can join us live on Twitch every Monday night, 7 p.m. Twitch.tv slash Media. And like we like to call people out when they're when they're chatting up in the chat, like like Turbo Dream. I miss you, Turbo Dream. <laughs> Anyways. That uh, that's gonna. I think we're gonna wrap this up. I don't think we need to spend more time on this. But the if this is the way they're gonna go, and f- for the love of God, if the system looks anything like this concept, no, that that has this, to be the dev, dev kit or something. Kit, There's no way they're gonna sell that. Anything like this, ugh, I'm, I'm out. I'm if out, if hard. you told me that was a Chinese knockoff system. Yeah. I would still go, that's still pretty ugly. I think we had some people here. It might have been Miggy that was like, yeah, I like it. And I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, not this design. Okay. Not this design. <laughs> Miggy, no. are you huffing paint? I mean, even though that spot in the center, that, that A or V shape, it'd be a perfect spot to put your drink and to keep it cool. No, then the condensation cool. goes all over their system. But it's, but it's a PS5, so I mean, it should be, it should be water sealed. This like isn't our phones. Nintendo. This is Sony, okay? Come Wait on. The, the, the Switch is water, waterproof? Yeah, yeah. Where, where's the uh... Matt? Matt made. I'm really hoping that this dev that it's the dev kit, and not the retail versions uh, from from Twitch again. Uh, it better be because if it looks, I loved the PS4 when they when they first revealed the PS4. I was I was like, oh my god, this thing's a piece of art. It's like, clean. It's clean. It's got cool lines. It it with age, I got tired of it and and a little bit annoyed when I tried to like put it in certain like uh, cubbies and or. or not cubbies because that sounds bad. Certain shelves and stuff where I like to store my systems um, with proper ventilation. <laughs> uh, I, I got a little bit annoyed with it where the Xbox One X and the and the Xbox One S is more they're much more plain looking, but they just they're more practical in that sense. I almost grew to appreciate them more, but still, this thing is hideous. This is this is like. It's like they took a Wii U and then someone took their their shoe and just smashed the front end of it down and that's what you got. I, I don't like it at all. So super ugly. All right. Anyways, we're gonna move on. Topic number two. I got the wrong dock up. I just realized. I'm like, why are we talking about PUBG? And I'm like, wait, this is the old dock from like 30 episodes well, ago. Well, so Grim, you're saying you researched topics and you were already talking about stuff we talked about eight weeks ago. Yeah, I'm ready. PUBG. You're fine. <laughs> PUBG, it's back! 
no, hopefully. That's, I'm hoping that's not the case. What's PUBG more back, PUBG or Texas? <laughs> I'm like, um, uh, little yeah. Fo- little football joke out there for yeah. people. Next, uh, yeah, go Dolphins. All right, next topic, 21 game companies are joining what they're calling Playing for the Planet Alliance to combat climate change. So this uh, this news came out earlier today, and... <laughs> oh, okay. you're, you're gonna go hard on this, aren't you? We'll see. We'll see. I found this. I found this interesting because, and only for the main reason of I never paid attention to what type of carbon like footprint gaming makes, with the amount of just like energy that's wasted by systems hibernating and things like that. And they've done these calculations, and it's something like. 12 million uh, I have to find it in this in this article but it's an insane amount of energy wasted on in this generation so like because if you think about it this was really the first big generation where your system never actually powers off if you don't want it to yeah it auto updates all these things happen so we've had we're, we're having companies like PlayStation Microsoft Ubisoft um, even some of the Indies like supercell and them um, jumping in and teaming up and creating this this alliance to help cut down on a carbon footprint. And so some of them were interesting, which is why I want to get into this. Those things like um, PlayStation, for example, has come out and said that they are working on their hibernation technology so that it takes much less energy to uh, keep your system on all the time, even though it's sleeping. And, you know, the downside is this is going to be an option that people can turn on or turn off and that to me sounds like yes they're going to make it more efficient but because of it it's going to take a performance hit and then you're going to give these gamers the option of well i don't want a performance hit i paid all this money for this device i want it to work at its tip-top performance so um it's interesting though because they're basically saying they're trying to reduce it by by you know like half cut it down in half from what they were doing with the ps4 and because of that they would save um a, a ton of energy but Microsoft stood up and said things like, we're going to make the first carbon neutral system. So, and this is where things kind of got weird to me because I was reading about this and the uh, the number that Microsoft came out with was something like 875,000 Xboxes were going to be made ca- carbon neutral. And I'm like, it's not even a million Xboxes. <laughs> are, are, they, are they just going to push out a patch that bricks them and that's how they're now carbon neutral? No, I believe carbon neutral, what they're meaning is like the manufacturing of the system. Whatever whatever it takes to manufacture the system, it's going to be a neutral result where whatever whatever is being used to create the system, they are going to then uh, donate or plant or whatever, something equal value to basically break it even where not, there's no impact on the earth. So if I take this much energy and this much, you know, plastic and oil and stuff to create this, then I'm going to plant so many trees or whatever. I'm going to break this even, uh, and it's going to be a neutral device. I mean, we need people to plant more trees. So I don't know if that's really how that works, but like at least you're trying something. But also, like again, I thought that's cool. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I was like, wait, eight hundred seventy-five thousand. Xboxes, like it's not even a, it's not even a million Xboxes. When you think about Xbox One right now, yeah, you know, yes, we don't know the number, but we can easily say it's probably sitting between thirty and forty million. Yeah. So less than one million of those. I bet it's more than that now. 
Because it was like, it was, wasn't it like 40 the last time they released numbers? It was like 30 something. So it's got to be better. It's got to be 50 or 60 by and everything now. that's yeah. come out since then. Okay, fine. We'll make it worse. Let's say it's 50. Yeah. What less than 1 million of those would be carbon neutral? To me, that just seems like like cool idea, but you didn't even try. Yeah, well, that's better than nothing. I mean, it's better than nothing. That's all I can say <laughs> about it. The thing is... That's it, not what you should have to say about Microsoft, though. Yeah, but be one thing they if, don't like, have to do this. It'd be one this. thing if like, Playmate came out and they're like, hey, this new handheld that nobody wants, but we're making it anyways, we're going to make them carbon neutral. We'd be like, yeah, good for you. I mean, you're going to sell three of them, so good luck. But at the same time, this is Xbox. Like, and, and they, they don't have to do it. They could just ravage the earth like all these other corporations. Do. No, I, and I'm not, and you're right. I Like, it's better than nothing. I just thought it was a weird number. <laughs> it's a super weird number. <laughs> like, it's just such an odd number. Like, you couldn't have done, like, two to three million. Like, you could literally even gave me a range and said, two to three million, we're going to do it. It's, and I mean, it's, like, like, it's like, hey, how many can we do? I don't know. We got, like... 800,000 trees, like, I guess that's how many we can do. <laughs> but what if we get more trees? Nah, not going to happen. We got 800,000 trees, so. Yeah, so, I mean, it was interesting, but at the same time, um, your other groups like Niantic um, and, uh, sorry, Google Stadia showed up, and, and they're, they're all kind of teaming up to try to work on this. And, I mean, I'm all about it, you know. Like, I mean, with you and 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 your wife being into this into this uh, realm that that it impacts her. I mean, yeah, sure. If you got companies that are going to plant trees for every system they sell, or they're going to, you know, do anything they can do to cut energy usage and all this type of stuff. I mean, why not? I mean, it needs to be done. We don't want to sit there and ignore it. Yeah, it it it's one of those things that like. I don't know, when you meet me and you know the things that I care about and am passionate about and you know the things I don't give a crap about at all, it's really surprising. And it's definitely the influence of my wife that made me like think about this because she's a plant person. Um, we're, we're really bad to this planet. Like there's no there's no oh, doubt yeah. about that. So any step, you know, like I, I am a, a big believer in recycling. I try to recycle whenever I can, but I'm not like a composting toilet hippie person, you know, right. but I'm like a turn my lights off. Don't run my AC if I don't have to kind of person plant more plants kind of person. So if if a group of companies want to get together and like, I don't know, even if it's half-assed, at least it's some ass. Like, um, there's a lot of companies that, that don't care at all, and there's a lot of people that don't care at all. And, you know, it's not like a climate change thing that I guess I even really care about. It's, it's really like a, you can look around and go, man, there's a bunch of trash in the ocean. There's a, there's a forest is getting burnt everywhere and no one cares. You know, it, it's, it's really plain to see. You, you could... You can sit there and look at like facts about, you know, all the different news stories and all the spins of what's happening to the planet. And and you could believe or not believe whatever you want, but it's also really hard to like look at all these turtles choking on trash and this like Texas-sized pile of thing out in the of garbage out in the ocean and not go, "Man, we really suck." Like how did how did we do that? So, I don't know. Gaming companies, companies that I care about saying like, "Hey, we want to try." That's cool with me. And, I mean, they're teaming up with the U.N. I mean, this isn't, like, just them getting together. <laughs> That's, I don't even the U.N. Don't even get me started on them. But, I mean, they're partnering up with, like, big organizations, which is cool. Um, but it, I, I did pull up some of this information I wanted to share. Is basically, um, they want to, PlayStation wants to suspend gameplay with much lower power consumption than the PS4. It's a good thing. Which, which the estimate can be achieved at around 0.5 of a watt. 
Um, so, if just one million users enabled this feature, it would be equivalent to the average electricity use of a thousand U.S. homes. When you're thinking about PlayStation, which has a has an a, a in infrastructure of over a million, or sorry, hundred million over one hundred million systems, yeah, you're asking for a million gamers to do this. It's not that's not a high ask. It's not. And then if you achieve more than that, you know, you know, obviously it just is just even better than that because compared to other forms of technology, gaming is notorious for carbon footprint. Recent report found that American gamers emit around 12 million tons of carbon dioxide annually. That is equivalent to 2.3 million cars. Just gamers of America. I mean, I don't know where these numbers are coming from. They oh, it's from that, a Seven Eleven off the back of Slurpee cups. It's that sounds <laughs> that sounds unfeasible. Like those numbers don't sound there's realistic to, to me. Recent, there's a re link to the recent reports. Let me go. I'm here. not. I don't need the to believe report it. Comes this from is Google.com. <laughs> green gaming, energy efficient without performance compromise. This is actually straight from Google. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, this is one of those things you can believe things, you cannot believe things. I don't know if I believe that. Wow. <laughs> like that sounds insane. Cost and carbon. This is like legit, man. Look at this. There's there's spreadsheets and 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 <laughs> pricing tables. I just don't, I don't know where you get that PC info. PC cost fifteen hundred dollars. Five year energy cost at given electricity prices. <laughs> Dang. How much does it cost to run that high end PC for five years? It depends on your electricity price per per kilowatt, but up to. For five in a five year energy up to eighteen hundred dollars. What up to? Yeah, depending up on what you're paying. What are you doing? You're running, you're blasting your fans 100% for well, five it, years straight. It depends on like what your what your you know money per yeah. kilowatt is, but like it goes from 10 cents to 40 cents is the range they give you. So, I mean, a high end PC can run you anywhere from 187 dollars in five years to um seven hundred and seventy six dollars. I don't know what the hell I was looking. Oh. I was looking at extreme gamers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, go home and unplug everything. Oh, that was a light gamer. So light you're gamer? a light gamer. You're still dumping up to eight hundred dollars in a five year span. An extreme gamer would be, whoo, high NPC twenty two hundred dollars over a five year span. I'm just not just to operate it. I'm not even sure I spent eight hundred dollars in five years on running my air conditioning unit. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. I'm calling BS on that. I mean, I've had other people tell me what they pay for electricity, and I, I cannot understand what they're doing in their in their home. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't, that stuff doesn't, I don't think that really adds up for, Man. for me. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to uh, take this, take this uh, report. I'm going to throw it in our Discord, because we haven't even plugged our Discord all, all show. But Discord is free. Right, you go right to gameslemedia.com. You scroll down on the homepage. You click the Discord. Join, join a, a super fun community, and we will um, share that in the Discord so that people that are interested in this information can uh, can gather it and, and see see how uh, accurate it is or, or whatever. So, anyways, I'll deal with that in a minute. But um, Matt Maid says that sounds about right, and Matt Maid knows what's going on. I, I can tell. I'm actually more more like interested in this now because of where this report's coming from. It's it's literally um, not like from some goofy site that like I was expecting like some weird like just 
could be giant corporate propaganda from Google. It could. I mean, you're not wrong. That that part's true. But still, um, you know, you, you can't. You don't want to sit there and ignore some of these numbers when you're like, American gamers are are basically adding 2.3 million cars to our streets every every year by playing video games. Yeah, I just I don't in, know. In an industry that's growing every year. I just don't know if I believe so if that. You, so if these companies don't fix this, then we are going to make it worse because there are more gamers than ever, more games being played, longer hours, all that stuff's happening. So it is on Microsoft, PlayStation, and them to make these more efficient units so that as these numbers grow and they become, you know, and these companies are making more money and they're happy, but they're also not destroying their, the world that they, uh, they need to uh, exist on. But they do not factor in the fuel emission savings of gamers within the modern era not needing to drive to a store to buy video games. That's true. You're, you're right. They're not bringing that factor in where we're buying everything digital or we're so sucked yeah. into Borderlands 3 that like we just ignore all the invites that our friends are giving us to come hang out. And we just sit in our basements or game rooms, wherever they are, and play video games. So, yeah, we might be burning things up, but because of it... You know, some of us don't even own cars. Yeah. I sold mine. I'm not going to lie. I traded it for a copy of Borderlands 3. Legit, <laughs> legit. If someone was like... You would have hey. done it. You would have done it. So I, I I am currently in the process of buying a new car. I've considered throwing my current car up on Facebook Marketplace. Like, we'll trade for video games or drum equipment. Like, whatever. Like, I don't need that car anymore. It's not worth anything. Yeah. So. Yep. So someone's got like an arcade game they want to trade for a t- kind of beat up 2002 Impala. Like, hit me up in the in the Discord. Hit yeah. me in the DMs. By the way, I was off. It's only 825,000 new Xbox consoles that'll be carbon neutral. So now I, I was off by 50,000. It's 50,000 less than I thought. So it's 825,000. And uh, yeah, they also haven't declared if those will be just um, Xbox Ones or if they'll be the new system that's yeah. coming out. But still, I mean, it's cool. It, it like now I wonder if you're only doing eight hundred and twenty-five thousand of them. Are they like a special edition that like will be a like a unique color or have like a special box they come in? You know, like it's, I, it's I'm actually kind of interested now. You have me intrigued. It's just got a recycling logo on it, and it's just the color of a blue recycle bin. Yeah, our our video our video producer over there is messaging via Twitch, and mm. player one Miggy saying that he would trade for your car for a copy of uh, Destiny 2. My car might be a rolling death trap, but it is definitely worth more than a copy of Destiny 2. <laughs> Man, my goodness. <sighs> Anyways. My it's got two good tires on it, man. It's worth something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Destiny 1 and 2. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap this up by saying Microsoft's other commitments to carbon emission reduction include a plan to reduce its ch- uh, supply chain emissions by 30% by 2030 so um that'll be there that, that's kind of their push over the next 10 years roughly so we'll see it was interesting you had a bunch of gaming companies coming together and saying they want to you know make the world a better place so it was worth talking about but let us know what you think join the discord we can chat about it there it just went a really different way i just really thought i was going to clown on this and then when we started hearing that i was like well at least they're doing something especially those numbers like those are numbers that you can't sit back and be like whoo well, I'm not worried about that. Eh, eh, there are definitely numbers I can sit and go, eh, I don't know if I believe. Well, you, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. Some as of it seems que- far-fetched. As far as questioning. Some of it seems sir-fetched. Well, I don't know if, okay. 
you, you can imagine that these numbers were generated by a test group, right? As far as measuring what a system outputs, that's easy. Those yeah. are that's that's math. That's 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 going to be exact power outputage, based off power supplies, based off like like that's simple. They know what a PS4 or an Xbox can produce times X amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Then they build that though off of what an average gamer is. So what's that? How many hours a week? How many right? And then you fact they're doing all those types of numbers which aren't exact, and and then they're going to come out with these with this this estimate. So. It's, it's, there's enough hard evidence there where I'm like, okay, I know how many hours a year. Well, I don't know exactly, but I know I play a lot of hours per year of gaming. Even just like, what does the Switch put off? You know, that I sit there and plug in and at work every day to, to keep it alive because I literally never shut it off, ever. Yeah. So, like, they're not crazy when you could sit there and say there's a hundred and eight or 110 million ps4s they create this much power and on average the gamer plays x amount of hours per week do the math boom there's your number the the number of like how many cars that would equal that's the one that i was kind of like i don't know yeah, but are they basing that off of like okay we we all sit here even when if you lease a vehicle we all sit here and there's the a uh, typical driver drives this many miles per year, yeah. and average gas cost is this. And let's let you can, you can live in certain states where your car has to has to pass an emission test because they know how much it pollutes into the air. Again, all that data is out there if they want to gather it and factor out and say, "Yep, a gamer equals this X amount of pollution." Yeah, they there's probably just, can. There's just so many variable variables and so many areas of assumption. There's assumption there for sure. I think there's a, a lot of variable and assumption, and I would really need to see these are the metrics, these are the the measurements that we took to came to that come to that conclusion. But see, there's also metrics that they're not taking into consideration. Where I would actually call you an a an advanced elite gamer as far as the numbers that you pump out. You're probably right. right. I probably would fall under uh, the more hardcore or elite category right but you don't understand why it's your gassiness they don't factor in the, how much you fart in your gaming chair yeah you know i uh i've just always you are a stinky son of a bitch i've always assumed that killing me would save the world <laughs> there you have it we don't need to worry about all these other numbers we just got to get rid of this guy well we just had a conversation during our patreon pre-show about we're probably gonna eat some tacos next week and I'm probably gonna end the world. <laughs> yeah. What's our foot? What's the studio's footprint? Oh, the carbon footprint of this studio. <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, especially would, if we feed pork to Miggy. Yeah, I um. <laughs> woo! It you would, don't want that. If we if we killed off the studio, and then I went and found like an endangered species and punched it in the face once a week. <laughs> We would be like it would. The whole world would still benefit, even with my harsh action against an endangered animal, because the game, the bright lights of the Gamezilla Studio wow. here, uh, are ravaging the planet. Wow. Okay. It's like blue heron, bald eagle, hippo, white rhino. Man, you don't want to punch a hippo. That, that's a bad decision. Like I said, I'd save the world because the hippo would devour me, and that'd be the end of end of my troubles of the world. Okay. We're going to move on <clears throat> to our last topic. It's a short one, but it's one that I thought um, 
Well, it's interesting enough, we have uh, Discord, something that we use every day. We have a, a very healthy community on Discord, and you can join it. Go to gameslomedia.com. But for anybody that's a Nitro member of Discord, which doesn't sound like it's many people, <laughs> what do you get from being a Nitro member? Because I always thought, like, wow, Discord for free is super cool. Why would I pay for Nitro? So Nitro adds a bunch of little things like your your upload is increased as far as what you can upload, file size. You have uh, the ability with um, more emojis and, and GIFs and things like that. You also get um, a cool little icon next to your name. And then you got the one thing that I thought had value to it, which was free video games. And it wasn't just like video games that you never heard of. It was things like, you know, like major video games. Well, I don't want to call them major, but like Super Meat Boy, Transistor. You were getting these games. For those free. are those are marquee indie titles. Yeah. And so it was a stream service. It was basically just like a game pass where you had access to a library of games as long as you were a Nitro member. And there was a lot of interesting games. My thought on it was as I start to build up my stream more on Mixer, like when I'm looking for that random kind of odd game out there, it'd be a place that I could turn and, and pick it up on my PC. Well, no one was using it. Like literally they're, they're like, they weren't saying people weren't necessarily downloading games, but no one was playing them is, is pretty much what Discord came on said. So they've basically said, well, no one's really using this. We're not going to re-up our license. And as of October 15th, it'll be done. If you've purchased anything through, through this program, you'll still retain it. But for anybody that's just been enjoying the free games and, and, and riding with it, that stuff will all um, disappear. And so it's $10 a month to be a Nitro member. That's a... Uh that's more than I would have thought. I would have thought a Nitro member would have come in at a cool four ninety nine. Had right, so ten bucks a month. Um, and I only know this because I am I'm a Nitro member because I you also can subscribe to servers, and the more Nitro members that you get to give, they're like they get one one free per month, kind of like Twitch Prime mm -hmm. subscription. The more that people that um, subscribe to your server, so like the Gamezilla server, the the better perks the server gets. Oh, so okay. like right now, because I'm a Nitro member and I and I submit it to our server instead of fifty, um, you know, uh, custom emojis that we can upload, we can upload a hundred now. Um, everybody is capable of uploading a bigger file size because of it, you know, things like that. So I did that in the sense of I saw value for the community overall, and then I was just like, and the bonus is I get these, I get access to these games, but. Not for much longer. So that got me thinking about my one statement I was going to make here. Uh, we had already been talking about the, you know, the digital world and all these, all these passes and how we're going to have to... We got the EA Pass and we got Game Pass and we're going to have PlayStation... We got PlayStation Now. We're going to have uh, the um, Ubisoft Store. We're going to have the... Like all these companies that are going to be coming out with these subscription-based, which we already have Netflix and Hulu and Crunchyroll and all... And, uh, I'm just sitting here, I'm like, my God, everybody that's cut cable is spending more money per month now without cable because they have 10 of these that they're subscribed to every month. It's gotten out of control, and we're, now we're already starting to see, not that Discord was a huge one, but we're already starting to see companies say, 
well, there's no way we can even compete in this market. We're just we're we're bowing out because no one's using our service because they're do, some they're using other people's services instead. How many subscription services do you have? Oh God, You're putting me on the because I'm here. I'm running mine down right now. I'm counting PlayStation uh, Plus. So PlayStation Plus, Nintendo Online, there's two. Um, I have Amazon Prime, Netflix, the WWE Network, New Japan Pro Wrestling oh my World. Goodness. So I'm at six, and I'm sh- I could, be, and then I'm adding Disney Plus in November. But I will drop New Japan. I only get that for a few months at a time to watch their big tournaments. But that's still I I I have six, and those are all an average of five to ten dollars a month so you're right about like oh the cut the cord the cable like all of a sudden the stuff adds up i also have hulu but i don't pay for my hulu hmm i mean i That's have a ton of stuff yeah i have a, i don't have as much as you well i mean I you gotta count i had two wrestling subscriptions there that yeah. you don't have but well, you have more you have Xbox. i have game pass ultimate which is you know that so and yes yeah I have that. you have it right you, right now yeah. you got such a sweet deal on it right it, but yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I have Game Pass Ultimate, I have PS Plus, I have Netflix, Hulu, um, HBO, what else do I pay for, um, Nintendo Online, um, I'm missing, I know I'm missing some stuff for sure, but just these monthly fees that when you add it all up, it's like, huh. And so then you're sitting back and you're like, okay, well, I am not going to buy into Stadia. Yeah. I'm not going to buy into Ubisoft, e, like all these all these new ones that are coming out. Probably the one that I will pick up, and I mean, I already pay for Hulu to an extent, is I want Disney. I want the Disney package. So I want the Disney Hulu package. But, you know, within video games, I'm pretty satisfied. The Game Pass from Xbox is killer. It's awesome. Like, they've they've really... I mean, we talked about this over the last couple of years. They've been slowly kind of building this really impressive platform where everybody else is like, yep, we got something coming. Xbox has been letting us kind of build on and like work on it and, and, and play on it while they build it out. And so I kind of feel like Microsoft is ahead of, the, ahead of everybody when it comes to this. And like we're already enjoying such a nice environment with their Game Pass that when xCloud does does get announced and does get put out there, they're just going to be light years ahead of everybody. So I don't know. I I think I think it's super oversaturated. It's the same thing. It's the same thing that we saw with like the um, monthly like loot boxes and 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 all that stuff. That like that played its way out. Like it's still a thing. It's still around. But it's nowhere near as popular as it used to be. No, it was definitely a fad. It it got oversaturated super fast. Yeah, like... The subscription crate market. Yeah, crate market. So I kind of see the same bubble that's really inflated, overly inflated already, even though we haven't necessarily hit its mature market yet, in my opinion. I still think it's very kind of... People are testing a lot of things. But it's already there's too much of it out there. Yeah, it's really interesting because in in this realm there are some established players, and you know Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, 
They're all offering free games in some capacity or a very affordable subscription model for their gaming. Uh, you know, the Twitch Prime games, like, yeah, okay, a lot of people have Amazon Prime. Like, to me, that's just a bonus of having Prime. I'm not, they, like, it's not, it's not something that subscribing to Prime motivates me. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to get those free games. I got to have Amazon Prime because uh, I just pulled them up, like, Yoku's Island Express. I just added that to my Twitch library. Like, that's sweet. But some of the rest of these games, I've never even heard of. It's like, that's not going to motivate me to do it. And, like, I, not in a million years would I ever subscribe to Ubisoft's or EA subscription just because it, it's just an additional thing that I don't feel like I need. And you're also seeing that in the video streaming. Uh, CBS has their own streaming network. And, yep. uh, and NBC is launching their own. And it, it's like an arms race, but it really feels more like a pissing contest. And I feel like it's going to be hard to topple the established um the established uh, services that are already out there and tied into hardware. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I'm sitting here actually on the discord right now, trying to see if I could figure out where I need to go for up. Oh, I think I just found it. So nitro game perks. Yeah, here we go. I got things like um, you can get like perks within like Paladins and Warframe where you're getting packs and stuff, but like Red Faction, Risen, Saints Row, uh, XCOM, Red Civilization, Faction. Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Oddworld, Super Meat Boy. So those so are good games. Lim- yeah. yeah, Limbo, Trying to, Psychonauts, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Monkey Island, uh, uh, Jotan. Um, those are actually good games, yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I don't think people even realized. First of all, I don't know how many people join Nitro, right? Maybe that, maybe Nitro and Nitro's only been around for like three years. Yeah. Maybe they're just their percentages aren't very high. But the people that did weren't using it, and I just think, unfortunately, Discord didn't do a good enough job to show the value that was here. Instead of you know, like where I could have looked at this and be like, cool, I don't need something else, but. You know, why is it when I launch my Discord app that, like, once a week I don't get an ad that says, hey, have you thought about joining Nitro with a quick synopsis of the perks or here's some of the free games? Like, at least on the phone, I rarely use Discord on my PC, so I I don't know if anything like that pops up. But why on my phone, why am I not reminded that Nitro is a thing as someone who uses Discord every day and has for, how long have we had our Discord? Three years? Two years? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I think we've been around almost as long as they launched Nitro. Yeah, and it's something that I barely know about. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean part of it is they just they didn't do a good job with it, but the other part is that I think I think we're oversaturated. We have too many ways to get a hold of video games. It's like back when you had to buy a physical game, you had, you know, like we could sit there and complain like there's too many stores, but there wasn't. You had GameStop, you had your big boxes, you had a couple mom and pops that would float around your your you know, your local area and you know, that was it. I mean, you go far enough back, and yeah, it was easier to go into a store and rent a game if you wanted to from from a Blockbuster or something like that. But you didn't have this problem where it's like literally I have unlimited places where I could end up getting a video game. Yeah. It's like I'm going to launch the Blizzard console and the Steam console and then the Epic Launcher console. And then the, like, I just, it's just too much. And because of it, I think companies like Discord that have had success with their you know, their chat system and their community system, they're just, they're not ever going to compete. And and you already have things like Apple Arcade 
and Google's Google's game uh, service that are coming that are about to be launched. So it's like you're you're never gonna compete with that stuff. And so I, it's a smart move on Discord's part because I'm sure the cost of keeping the licensing going and and and, and the ability to do this isn't cheap. Yeah. So if you don't see the, your fan base using it. Why, why waste the money when you could repurpose that money doing something else? For sure. So, all right. Well, that's been our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, you want to visit Gamezilla Media, where we have our blog. We have our YouTube channel links. We have all sorts of stuff going on right on the website, gamezillamedia.com. And, of course, join the Discord, where we keep these conversations going all week long. Discord right there, homepage, gamezillamedia.com. Click on the button. Join for free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. So we're at uh, we're at about an hour for our show, and we had a really nice question on Patreon mm-hmm. for our Patreon question. And I'm wondering if you and I should take our time, compile our thoughts around that, and make that maybe the Patreon pre-show next week, or set aside time for it. Because the the question came in from our friend Sean Flack, and he wanted to he wanted to talk about uh, the mentality and the motivations behind behind streaming. And what we think that is. And to me, that's actually a, a conversation that, that could get pretty lengthy. So it, I guess it's up to you, Grim. Do you want to have this be a long show tonight? Or you, know, you want to take some time and compile those thoughts a little bit? I'll tell you what. I got something else. I got, I got a backup plan for us. I don't want you to see my screen. You can you see my screen? I can't. Good. So we will save that question because I would like to build out a a, a legit a legit yeah. piece because I think there's a lot to talk about there. It's a great question and it's really rare that we get a question proposed to us where I think to myself, I'd really like to think about this a little bit more than reading it today and then just giving you my quick take. I, I think we both agree that it would be nice to compile some thoughts on it throughout the week and uh, get it get it to the fans next week. That's fair. I like it. So, so a little teaser, something to look forward to. Keep your eyes on our Patreon. Yeah. So in in place of it, something that I'm going to go through real quick. We're not going to do the full list, but I found a list today. Oh, I like lists. And I wanted to go through it. I'm a Chris it Jericho guy. 50 best video games of the 21st century. Of the 21st. Okay, great. So since 2000. And I was going to do the top 10. If, if, if instead and not not worry about the 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 other forty. Okay, I'm I'm very interested in this. Can can you tell me who put the list out? The list was put out by the Guardian. Okay, uh, a, a website that covers a lot of different things, not exactly. necessarily a dedicated gaming site. Yep. So yep, so that's why it caught my eye. Not not your typical IGN or Polygon or something like that. So yeah, hell yeah, I think we need to do more stuff like this on the yeah. show. Let's do it. Okay, let me get down to my uh, my starting point here. But I found this and put it in my own doc so that you guys couldn't look at the list ahead of time. Very devious. And just, yeah, yeah, just really wanted to make sure that I wanted to get tr- genuine reaction for you guys. As we uh, we went along with this, so we're talking top, top. Basically, we're talking top ten games of the last twenty years. Yep. Okay. Number ten, coming out at twenty fifteen. Bloodborne. Bloodborne always makes these list of top top games recently. But and of the century. Uh, we're talking of the last twenty years. There's no way. I've played some Bloodborne. You've played a lot of Bloodborne. And I mean, the, the, okay, uh, the Souls games, Bloodborne, and the, it's not for me, but 
even to, to call Bloodborne top 10, I don't know if Dark Souls is going to be later on this list. I would even say the Dark Souls games are probably better. At least Dark Souls 2 or 3 is better than Bloodborne. Well, I think, uh, I think Bloodborne is special. I think um, the original Dark Souls, though, is that game that has to be considered because it, pay, it I mean, when we're talking about this type of time frame, it, it has to be impactful beyond just... I liked the game, right? Like it, yeah. it paved the way for something. Bloodborne wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for for Dark Souls. So yeah. I think Bloodborne at ten, especially me knowing what's what's lower on the yeah. list. Um, to me, I think it's a little high. It's tough because the criteria are we talking like I guess the the list isn't the the top ten most influential games of the last twenty years because Dark Souls could be number one on the list. Looking at the trends of the get good uh, movement in even independent gaming, um, I, but if you but if if Bloodborne is the most refined of those games, I still don't think it's a top ten game. I could call top twenty on it, but top ten seems like a stretch. Okay, Miggy, you, what do you feel? I think that's a good that's that's a good spot. Good spot for it. For it. Yeah. Good spot. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna slide out to number nine, coming to you at uh, from two thousand and seven. Okay. Bioshock. The original Bioshock. Uh, you know, I haven't played it, so I can only take the opinion of my friends that have. Everyone who has put real time into Bioshock, says it's amazing. It, I, I'm not surprised it comes in at number nine, and from what I know about Bioshock, that doesn't seem in any way shocking. I think that's probably a good place for it. Bioshock, I mean, and like you said, we have friends that this is their favorite franchise ever, but um, Bioshock is a game that I've, I personally haven't played a ton of, but... I recognize it for what it is and the the first person adventure exploration and how it kind of revolutionized it yeah. uh, on a console side it is definitely a um, it's definitely I think belongs to in that that range uh, I think it could I could see Bioshock living in the top 10 yeah I have, um, I have no problem with with Bioshock doing that yeah so and I think again if you look at uh, what has been What's been the dogs are going crazy about this? They love Bioshock, but yeah, those corgis, yeah, the corgis are going nuts right now. But, anyways, um, we have vicious attack dogs here at the studio. You think of the Bioshock franchise and, and the popularity behind it, but you also think about the games that have that were in, that you could really sit there and say this was this was built because of Bioshock. You know, think you could sit back and you could look at things like Dead Space. You can look at things like the Outer Worlds that are about yeah, to come yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. You can look at a lot of these franchises and say that that Bioshock helped these these games exist. So, with that, I top ten. I, I'm pretty pretty comfortable with it. Number eight. We come in from 2011. Valve makes its first appearance with Portal Two. You know, it, again, it's similar to Bioshock. I've never played it. Again, I'm not a PC gamer per se. I know it came out in the orange box on 360. Um, I mean, it's a first-person puzzler. Everyone talks about how great it is. I have no reason to doubt that it's great. It always makes these lists. And I don't know if you or Miggy have played Portal 2, but I don't know. I'm not surprised by its placement based on its reputation. I think Portal 2, for me, is this is high. I think, yes, yes, there are plenty of people that love it and, and it's special. But I don't know, like, 
I, when I'm looking at this list and the the best, you know, the best top top ten games of the 21st century, uh, like there's no way Portal would be in the top ten for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at this, I go, okay, yeah, physics are really cool. You know, the concept of it's cool, but like, what did it do for gaming beyond itself? And I don't know that I could sit there and list off things like I just did with Bioshock and sit there and say, yes, mm-hmm. this game was super impactful beyond just Portal 2 itself. I'd say it Portal 2 beating Portal 1, even though Portal 1 was what introduced this concept, mm-hmm. 100% because Portal 2 was like the perfect game as far as refining what Portal 1 yeah. was and really making that perfect experience for people. Yeah, and I mean, we do keep kind of looking at this from a influence standpoint opposed to just being the best at being itself. And yeah. it's, it's hard. It's really hard when you look at a, a list that's supposed to span almost 20 years of things being the best and not say... Oh well, this is the best. Look at look at how it's affected gaming from that point. And I'm not sure if that's the lens the the list maker looked at it through. But it is. It's so hard for us as people that critique the gaming industry and follow the gaming industry to not consider well, what it became, what it led to. If you don't look at it in the way that we are currently right now, then it becomes 100 percent personal opinion piece. Because at that point, you're, you're right. saying the best. 10 games of the century 21st century is you know is the the three that we've we've uh, said so far i mean why you know at that point because because yeah. you like them yeah. i know i'm trying to stay away from that per, during this conversation just because then a lot of these games i wouldn't put in my top 10 yeah you're right so that's that's the hard part because you have to look at influence when yeah. you're looking at a you're right you're right because number seven is an easy yes for me might even put it a little bit higher for me. Mm-hmm. Halo Combat Evolved 2001. Uh, if you you that that placement of that game absolutely backs up the thought process that you just said like you have to look at influence because by no means is the original Halo the seventh best game of the last 20 years. Yeah. By every means is it quite possibly the number one most influential game. Of the last twenty years, For Halo sh- changed everything. For shooters, and it, at least, yeah. The, well, shooters are the basically the biggest genre on consoles, <laughs> right? And Halo made that. Yep. Shooters on consoles, yeah. GoldenEye was great. You had a few other fun titles, but like Halo changed the game. So, yeah. honestly, if we, if we're looking at it from that way. That's low, man. Yeah. That's low for Halo. Halo yeah. Halo has to be top five if, if you're looking say, at I, what it did for the gaming genre. I was going to move it two spots. I put it around that five spot. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go higher than that. But, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely one that belongs in there. And uh, moving into number six, another one that's interesting, 2013, Grand Theft Auto V. So, that's the opposite. This is the opposite thing because you'd say like, GTA 2 or I mean GTA 3 or San Andreas like those are the ones that set up for the influence but GTA wasn't as influ- influential as it was an apex or refinement of a of a series that's been really successful. So a successful series but 5 found a way to create a game that came out now what Four years ago? 2019. It came out in 2013, so six years ago. Jeez, that's I didn't realize GTA 5 has been out that long. Still one of your top generating income games. 
it created what is known as Grand Theft Auto Online that didn't exist in 4 or yeah. anything before. So it took a game that originally came out as a standalone game and evolved it into a game as a service Yeah. in a successful way. So on a, in a game that the scale is forever growing, the, the things you can do in the game are, are I don't want to say unlimited, but, but there are so many options. It's just, it's an ever-growing, evolving world. It is, you know, it's the rated R Sims. Yeah, you're right. And so, I mean, do I, do I put it at six? I don't know. Does it sit in the top ten? And I don't play Grand Theft Auto, I would still say probably. Okay. But this is where I, I start to disagree with this list. 2015. This is number five? This is number five. Okay. 2015, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. So, Top five video games the last 20 years? Yeah. It's interesting because, like, with Bioshock no and Portal, like those are games like oh, I didn't play, but there's no way. And man, this, I I I think that's too high. No, and again, it's a game I didn't play, but no way. I know people love The Witcher, but but I've also, I mean, we have our most successful blog to this day is literally a title a title that was called Assassin's Creed Better Than Witcher Three question mark and. To this day, this blog is now a year and a half old. To this day, we get comments about people saying, of course Assassin's Creed is better than The Witcher. Like, Witcher 3's, you know, storyline, um, as far as you having choice and making things change, it, it never really did anything. And, like, it, it was all kind of, like, fluff. And, and you know, the, the mechanics are rough and this and that. Like, when you think about the game, what they did was impressive. And The Witcher series is cool. And and the fan base loves it. And CD Projekt Red can do no wrong right now. And so I think it gets extra hype because of all that. But as standing as its own game, The Witcher 3, best of its franchise? Yes. Best of its, its IP. Absolutely. Better than one, better than two. Three is your elite game. But does it belong in the top five? No. I would argue if it belongs in top ten. You know, I don't know what the next four games are, but is The Witcher 3 the best of its genre? I don't think so. I mean, again, I, I specifically have something in mind that could be in the top four. So I'm curious to see, and I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I think we will. Number four, Half-Life 2. So here's a game that, you know, Valve's making making another um, another point. This is a game that, unlike Portal... Half-Life 2 has so, uh, from 2004, has so much cult following, just just people loved it to this day. Every opportunity they get where Valve seems like they have an announcement, they're thinking it's Half-Life 3 or whatever that's going to be coming. Like, it is, like, yes, it belongs in the top 10, and yes, it probably belongs in the top 5. I don't know a whole lot about this game, actually. It's not one that I put a whole lot of time into, but again, I can respect what it was able to achieve, and and even some of the portal kind of spawned off of it because of some of the puzzle solving and gravity gun and stuff that they used in Half Life Two. So I mean, like you can even watch other things that have fallen in this list as top ten of all of the century that really owe thanks to this game. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I honestly, I know so little about Half-Life, I don't have an opinion on it, because I can't either... I can't either tear this up and say, oh, come on, I can't believe this is the fourth best game in the last 20 years. But because I know almost nothing about the game, I guess to me that, that kind of says my thoughts on it in itself. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in knowing more about it. So to me, that seems high, but I'm sure anyone that's played it would just tell me I'm stupid and I need to play it. I don't, I don't You're know. stupid and you need to play it. There you go. I'm bad. I'm not going to. I'm just going to stay stupid. Are you happy with its positioning? Yeah, yeah, because it definitely had like an an influence on um, on gaming. So I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased where it's where it's sitting. Yeah. Number three, 2011, Dark Souls, the original. So you have Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Yeah. Okay. So Bloodborne didn't need to be on there. If you're gonna put Dark Souls in at number three, Bloodborne doesn't even need to be on. Again, I don't know because you said this is a top fifty. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what else is lower on the list, but yeah, I, you'd be argue, you'd have a lot of arguments at this point. When you're crafting a top ten, you don't need two games that are essentially the same. Yeah, <laughs> in that, the top ten. Yeah, that that's kind of my my number thing one, here. Halo three. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like when you go through a lot of these other the rest of this list, it feels like you kind of have one like open world, one shooter, one you know like they really did kind of have a variety, and then you just have. Um, you have Dark Souls and Bloodborne, and I'm like, do they both? There's no way both of these should make it into the top ten. Dark Souls, if you're gonna pick one, Dark Souls is what started it all, and and, and it did it did something in a way that no one else has had seen. Yeah. So Bloodborne just replicated that. Yeah. So to me, at that point, Dark Souls gets the victory, of course, and putting it at top three. For me, this is when personal opinion falls into play. I would never put it in my top three. Would I put it in my top ten out of respect and what it what it was able to achieve and, and create this whole like um you know type of style of game? Sure, absolutely I'd put it in my top ten. But I'd uh, I'd probably drop it down to a couple spots at least. So But that leads us to twenty seventeen, <laughs> the game that I believe that I was waiting for. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's in at number two. Number two. Is uh, that the game you were thinking? Uh, n- no, that is not the game I was thinking. Okay. Um, I'm gonna let you drop. Like you can, you can have uh, say what you want about Breath of the Wild because I know yeah. it's special to you. But also tell us what game you're thinking. Uh, I, I was wondering if Skyrim is in the top five. It is not. Kay. It is in the top fifty though. Okay, that was something that I was like, is at least from influence. If we're looking at all the factors. Witcher and Skyrim, they fall in like a similar bucket of, yeah. to me, like, you know, ad- adventure sword RPG games. I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to call them. I call them jade games, games that your wife <laughs> plays. Life, yeah. I'm like, oh, look, there's dragons and a guy with a sword and they're on a grand adventure. I bet Jade would love this. So to me, that's a genre that exists that I understand as jade games. Um, so to me, that that's the question. Is the Witcher three better than skyrim i don't know but th- that that was the the one game that was like it you know i would have expected to at least be in the conversation um so, but now let's look at breath of the wild which is zelda's kind of first major open world game yeah. putting it at number two and that's sitting at number two in the same style of the witcher three does the witcher three even need to be on this on the top ten yeah um i i really do think Breath of the Wild is an experience. I think it's one of the greatest video games I've ever played in my life. 
I don't have any problem with it being the second best game of the last 20 years because is it the best game I've played in 20 years? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, okay. I can't I can't think of a game that I think is better. Maybe games I've liked more or video games that I've played more, but it's come as like a well-crafted video game that gave me an experience that transcended other video games that gave me an experience. It also is a game that you played and the way that you played it, it, it you thought it made you think about how to play it. Yeah. Other games tell you push this button, do this, do that. This game gave you like a canvas and said, here's a paintbrush, paint something. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what to paint, you paint it. And so because of that, we would go, you know, you and I would run the same area and we would get to the finish line or the, you know, the defeat the boss or whatever different ways. And that was when we started to look at each other and go, man, this is insane. I've never played a game like this. I bought this game at 28, 29 years old. Couldn't, you know, I don't feel like doing the quick math. We'll call it 28 years old. And I I just cannot remember another experience that made me feel 12 years old playing a video game for the first time and just being so into the adventure and the experience and the discovery. And part of it, yeah, brand new console. I had I had a new switch in my hand, but there everything about my first like month where first two months where that's like all there was to play on the switch it's whimsical i will always for the rest of my life look back at that game and just think like wow that was so special so i have no problem with where it's at on the list and i'm sure that there's plenty of people that listen be like oh that's way too high or this or that but at least for me and my life experiences, that's where like I tried not to be like Half-Life and Portal and Witcher and these games I didn't play and like tear them down. Well, it's the opposite here. I did play this. It is wonderful to me, and I love that it came in at number two. Yeah. Now, Owl Zero chiming in on twitch.tv slash games. Let me just says, hard to say a game of the year game doesn't belong in the top 10. I feel both Zelda and Witcher 3 both belong in top 10. So... I don't know when you jumped in, but I just want to reiterate that this is the top 10 of the 21st century. So, yes, it won Game of the Year, but if we're going to cover 20 years, then we would have 20 Game of the Year winners, but only 10 slots. So we'd have to go back and at least eliminate half. Yeah. But does Witcher 3 get eliminated? I think so. Does Breath of the Wild get eliminated? I don't. Witcher 3 won in a year where I don't think it um, it had a... Like, what was the competition around Witcher 3? I'd have to I'd have to look at the year, yeah. You know, we look at Breath of the Wild. Yes, it ran away with it, but it had a... a there was a decent amount of games around it that spawned up from it. I mean, obviously, it had its direct competition of Mar Super Mario Odyssey. Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. So, I mean, like, you have a game that definitely, I believe, deserves a spot. Um, would I personally put it at 2? I have a hard time, like, it's a, it's unique, and it's special, but it's also only been here for such a short period of time. So you can look at that two ways. You can say, it's only been here for a little bit, and look at the impact it's had. Or you can look at it and say, it's only been here for a little bit. What do I think about this game in 10 years? And so it's either going to be two things. It's going to be that Half-Life 2, or because of that, we've played Zelda games and other games that that have that, that broke boundaries because of what Zelda Breath of the Wild did, or it, it you know it it still is special, but but maybe it does lose a little bit of a shine. I don't know. I I'd, I'd probably 
I, I guess I'm okay with it at two because I don't know where I would put there instead, and that's my problem. Is that I'd still keep in my top three. I might knock it to three, but then I don't know what I'd put it to. So it's not even fair to move it. So, but um, yeah, I mean, truly a special game. And that leads us to our number one from 2009. It is not Fortnite. Is it Minecraft? It is Minecraft. Uh, okay. Minecraft. It's not. It's not the first list I've Woo! seen where they've topped it with with Minecraft. Minecraft, and I hope Owl Zero is still hanging out in the chat. Minecraft is your number one best game of the 21st century. And, you know, when you think about what it's done and its, its impact on, on so many levels across so many platforms, from mobile to, to console to PC to, you know, what, what it's done for Sandbox, what it's done for all this stuff, I mean, yeah, it's uh, definitely super influential and it spawned everything that you can think of as far as i mean we joked about fortnite but even some of the mechanics of fortnite as far as its mm -hmm. structure building and all that stuff spawned from what this sandbox you know game has has created you have arc you have all of these other games that have spun off that are that are that that building open world just exploration survive make the game what you want it to be no linear you know lines of anything yeah then you know and, and we've watched people be able to build stuff. Like, I was just joking about it. I literally got a Reddit alert about someone playing Minecraft on a PS4, building a functional PS4 um, system within Minecraft to play Minecraft while you're playing Minecraft. And it works. And, like, so, like, then you go in and you see these people and how they've figured all that out. That's pretty wild. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's... Um, is it my number one? I don't think so, um, but I could see why it's so many. So why I could see why it's on this list and where it's at, especially in in recent pre-shows and stuff. I've done a lot of clowning on and, and roasting of Minecraft. There was nothing else like it when it came out. Nothing. There's a million imitators ever since. Yep. It's sold more than Tetris at this point. Million imitators. It's it's the number one selling game ever. Yeah, million imitators, and where does it stand right now with all those people that have tried to come out with something better than it? Still top dog. It's still number one. You want to talk about like what Fortnite's trying to do right now? It's got a long ways to go before it ever achieves what what Minecraft has achieved. So, I mean, it was a slow burn, man. Yeah. It like Minecraft was a snowball that once it really got rolling, hit the mainstream, and kids grabbed a hold of it, it really took off. So, yeah. again, even, it's it's not my game, but yeah. I can't I can't sit here and, and just refute the fact that it's it's certainly part of the conversation because of, of what it's done. If we look at the criteria that we've talked about for all the other games, I can't, because I'm not interested in the game, sit there and just dismiss its influence, impact, or popularity. Yeah, I mean, you just you have to sit back and look at it, especially watching it right now where it's kind of going through a resurgence now, too. Mm -hmm. You know, we watch things like, you know, something I'm surprised wasn't on there. No World of Warcraft in the top ten. For an MMO, there's nothing Man, nothing like it. That's right? an omission. That's yeah. a big-time omission. Yeah. Like, there's something that I could slide out Bloodborne through in World of Warcraft, even in that ten spot, and be okay with it. When did World, World of Warcraft launch post-1999? Like, when did World of Warcraft launch? 
Is that the reason it's not on the list? Did it launch in the late 90s? Even though you could, I mean, you could technically cheat that, though, with, uh, with an expansion. Yeah, that's not honest, though. That's true. I need, I need to know what year World of Warcraft came out. It might have been out. before 2000, then. Nope, 2004. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. no idea why Warcraft. Again, yeah. it, the same thing. No interest to ever play Warcraft. Undeniable in, uh, popularity, interest, longevity, everything about what you would think would make something a top 10 of tw- of the last 20 years. Yeah. Y- you'd think Warcraft would make the cut. Yep, yep. But... Uh, so I mean, with with things like that, and and just watching it like s- surge back into popularity, Minecraft, where it's dominating these even just the streaming uh, world right now, uh, and taking over and, and being top streamed game over Fortnite, a game that's been out since two thousand nine, ten years old. So that's crazy. We're talking about a, a game, uh, something that's encompassed the last twenty years, half of the time span. This game has been popular for that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, I found this list. Again, it's uh, on theguardian.com. You can you can find it as the uh, top 50 best video games of the 21st century. If you want to see the rest of that list, that's where you can find it. But um figured we'd have some fun with the top 10. Not a terrible list. Like there like a lot of times we I feel like it's we not pull, egregious. We pull this list to rip it apart, right? A lot, no. that, that's usually the gimmick. So the fact that I looked at the list, I was like, hey, you know what? This is actually decent. Um so we um yeah, it's a good time. Wanna go right right into the Zilla update here, yeah. go, go over our things and then uh try to make it a quick one. Yeah, let's 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 rock a quick Zilla update and uh I don't know. Grim, you want to go first? I'll I think go first. I think you have the the biggest week in gaming out of the three of us. Biggest week in gaming. I hit a hit a deer with my car. Maggie, what do you got? No, I'm, just I'm not kidding. I hit a deer with my car, but oh, that dear. wasn't yeah, that wasn't my um that wasn't my gaming moment. At least we told the police it was a deer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was the truck carrying all the Nintendo Nintendo Switch lights. <laughs> Had to get mine. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's what I picked up. Um, so my wife surprised me Friday with the uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which is the remake of the Game Boy uh, version, mm-hmm. which I had never played. I played the demo at PAX West, got a taste of it. I was like, this is actually really cool. I'm very interested because it's very weird. It's got all sorts of Nintendo characters just baked into the game. So you got, you know, you have uh, Goombas and, and Chomp Chomps and Mario and, and all these just different characters throughout the game. That's just like such a weird Zelda game, but it interests me. And so um, started playing it, had some fun. It was, was definitely enjoying it. And then Saturday, I decided to pick up a Nintendo Switch Lite. And I really, I had a feeling I, you know, I saw them, but I didn't get to hold one at West. They were mm-hmm. in glass. And I'm like, these look really cool. These look nice. The size looks perfect. So I go into uh, Target, actually, is where I end up picking this up. Not my normal place to buy video game consoles, but they had one on display where you could actually hold it. And the second I picked it up, I literally texted Jade. I'm like, hey, I'm going to grab one. What color should I get? She's like, why? I'm like, it's hard to explain, but but this is this is the experience I've been looking for. Not that I hate the Switch. Not that I have a lot of bad things to say about the Switch. But for a handheld experience from Nintendo, this is a refined, well-thought-out device that's the perfect size, a great price point. I love everything about it. 
And the, the first thing I noticed, because I saw you later in the day on Saturday, yeah. and, and right away I saw your case in your hand, and I was like, come here. Like, that's too let's, small. That's yeah. too small. I was like, that's a new switch. case. Let me, let me see it. You know, right away I knew. And the first thing I was like is this thing is incredibly light. Yeah. Like, it, the weight-wise, like because you don't think of the Switch as being weighty, but as soon as you hold the light, you go, wow, this is actually really nice if you're thinking about it being just a handheld system, yeah. that the removal of the weight would increase your ability to play it longer. Yeah, and so I was playing Zelda the first night. I laid down uh, to go to bed, and I just wanted to play a bit before I fell asleep, and I was using my normal Switch, and, you know, I just, it's uncomfortable. It's just not easy to sit there and hold that, like, if you're laying down long periods. And so what I noticed was I... Picked, got the light, and I started playing handheld. And I was in the, uh, you know, in the big beanbag chair, or I was laying down, or I was like, you know, out on my porch, just in my like lazy chair. And it didn't matter. It was just I could sit there and I could play until my battery died, basically. And that's what I did. I put in a good chunk of time into this game, uh, into the Zelda game. And I'm uh, four dungeons in, and I'm like, I'm driving to beat this game. And I, I can't say I've. Uh, put that time into a Zelda game in a long time. Even Breath of the Wild, I didn't fall into it like everybody else did. I enjoyed it, but I moved on from it. This one, I'm like, yep, I'm probably going to beat this game. I'm already like at that halfway point, so I might as well finish it up. And I've enjoyed it. It's not too difficult. The puzzles are fun. The world's goofy. The weird integration of the Nintendo characters throughout all their different franchises is, is is interesting and i think you were talking about it earlier before we got on air of like they were just kind of like back in the game boy era where when they made this game they were just kind of using it as like a testing piece and they're just throwing stuff in there and having fun as a developer and then it ended up just kind of staying that way yeah they honestly thought they were gonna have to change the enemies later and you know miyamoto and everyone else at nintendo's like yeah leave it in yeah and so it's funny that it's uh what it's turned into it's a it's a fun game so if you've been uh, debating about picking it up you know it's a lot of fun the dungeon creation i, I did dabble mm -hmm. a little bit with that pretty cool um it'll be interesting it'll be neat to be able to share those out and have um, people try the uh, the different setups it's not as like you know not anywhere as near as intricate as say like mario maker but it's still a cool little add-on feature for for the uh, the game but yeah um 60 bucks it's steep, but if you're a Zelda fan, uh, I think you're I think you're probably really enjoying it. If you played the original, you're living in like nostalgia right now. If you didn't play it back in the day like me, you're playing a brand new Zelda game at this point. Yeah. So it's win win. Miggy, do you have a gaming moment of the week? Oh, um, well. I uh first one, real quick, is I got to put in a lot of time with uh with uh, Jazzy, um, well, aka uh, Owl X Zero, and some Minecraft, um, we actually kind of started a new realm, and we're playing it. You know, survival rules, no, no hidden glitches or you know tricks or anything. So we're just playing it straight, and we've been having a lot of fun stack racking up on the achievements for the Xbox, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Very, very therapeutic. You know, when you get the music kicking in. And um, and traumatizing when you get lost and you have a bunch of cool items and you don't make it quite back and lose everything. So <laughs> so that was a lot. Of, that was, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, also, I picked up um, Axiom Verge on Saturday. Yeah, you do. And uh, 
I think I've lost lost quite a bit of time playing that. I mean, the game was a lot of fun. I was just telling uh, telling you guys before uh, we started. I'm I'm not a big Metroid uh, Metroid uh, player. You Everybody know? makes mistakes. We making. finally <laughs> broke you down after yeah. Grim and I uh, both being Axe and Verge fanboys. We finally converted you. Yep, the music is is epic. The gameplay is is great. Um, I mean, it 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 makes me want to go back and give Metroid another another try. But um, this game is a lot of fun, dude. And one guy made the game and the music. Isn't that crazy? Really, Tom Hap. He did he did everything. Genius. Man, shout out to Tom Hap. Yeah. When when we get in the sequel, man, we can dream. Yeah, you should definitely do a little bit of research on what he went through to make this game actually real. It's yeah. uh, it's it's a hell of a journey for him. So, um, yeah, one of my all-time favorite uh, Metroidvania games, Axiom Verge. So you're playing it on the Vita, correct? Yep, on the Vita. Yeah, so it's on the go, which means that you, you're gonna beat this. You're gonna just keep playing it. I will. I'm gonna find it interesting. You're pretty early on in the game, so I'm gonna find it interesting when you put another two hours into it to see if you stay with it or if you bail. Like I feel like that's the break point. That's where I got on the PlayStation 4, and I kind of like lost interest. It was once I had it handheld on Switch that I got to that point and was able to push through and love it. Because I think game. once you push through and you get that next snippet of story, you're locked in for the rest of the ride. The story gets so good. Mm. Yeah, right, right. But there is that, that spot where because this game doesn't hold your hand, it is a true Metroidvania and does, it really does very little to hold your hand, that you can get yourself turned around and then you can get yourself discouraged because you're like, what? Am I supposed to do next? <laughs> and the cool thing what makes it easier too is I can take the memory card out and pop it in the PSTV and keep going and not have to worry about switching consoles. Man, shout out PSTV. Where'd you find I, I, one of those? I'm like, I want to hear about the PlayStation <laughs> the, TV the play- pile of garbage. Oh, it's great. It's great. You should get one. I have one and it's garbage. Worst forty dollars I ever spent. Doesn't I, I think I mean that's all fine and dandy, but I I thought um Axiom Verge was cross save. It, it's it, cross save between the PS4 and the Vita, but I don't know if it'd be between a PSTV and a Vita. I'm just saying, he, instead it. of playing on a PSTV, he could play it on the PS4. Um, with the cross save games that I've had, you've had to upload it um, into the cloud and then you download it yeah. um, on your P on your PS4. So this is like no extra stuff. Just pop the memory oh. card out, put it in the PSTV, and then swap it back and forth without having to go gotcha, through all that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, very good. What do, what do you got for us, Dead Eye? You know, my gaming moment of the week changed while we sat here. I oh. was going to just, you know, briefly chat about more Borderlands 3 action, but I'll have plenty of Borderlands 3 to talk about next week because that's really what my life is locked into right now. Um, I want to go to a gaming moment that was in the real world. Last week on Tuesday, Chops. Uh, founder of GameZilla Media, starter of this show, now host of The Legend of Retro, texted me at 2 in the afternoon and said, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Would you and your wife like to go to Canada to try to find the limited edition Link's Awakening Slurpee Cups? Again, we live in Metro Detroit. Going to Canada is not some wild adventure. It's just something that none of us really do that often. Uh, And I was like, we have passports. I call my wife. She's like, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere on an adventure with Chops and his fiance. So we were down full blown double date, went across the border, had dinner, and we mapped out five 7-Elevens in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. We go to the first one. 
and they have they have them. They're there. It's it's the cup. If you if you've seen the cups, um, it's this right here. It's it's the the cover. You know the 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 art for the game. Link standing in front of the in front of the mountain. Very adorable. It's the cup I wanted the most. Absolutely. We go. We bought we bought a couple of the cups. Uh, we left there. There were some there that were kind of in bad shape, like the printing on them, like had like lines like it was the end of the roll reel. They wrapped around the cup or they were scuffed. And so we're like, OK, well, we still have four more 7-Elevens to go to. We're going to buy more cups because we wanted to buy a few more for some more friends. But we wanted to get good ones and we wanted to get the other designs. We were going to try to get a full set of the three cups and away we went. We went to four more 7-Elevens. No more cups. In the entire city of Windsor, Ontario, Canada, one 7-Eleven had four good cups and then probably like three more scuffed up crappy cups. And it was like, man, I guess I should have bought those scuffed up crappy cups. I didn't know that they were such a hot item um, to get, but it, it actually made for a super fun adventure. Obviously, it's gaming related, so I thought I'd share it. It's games that are media related. We, you know, we just had fun. And it was just kind of a chasing the chasing a collectible chasing something that we were excited about um because it's you know, it's stupid going to another country to get a slurpee cup but it made for a great memory and uh you know it made me more excited to eventually play link's awakening because like you i've never played it but i got other games i gotta beat first so. yeah no that was great because i remember uh coming in the next morning to work and i walk up to my cube and there's just this cup sitting there and I instantly in my head i go some bitch. They went to Canada. They, they did. They did it. Like they were joking about it. <laughs> you crazy son they, of a bitch! You did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was uh, very, very happy, and, and of course, got very excited to hear the story of how it all went down. It was. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was a good time. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, that's our gaming moments of the week. That's what we're up to. We always like hearing what everybody else is doing, and you do that in the Discord, gameslimity.com. Right on the homepage, click the Discord button. Come join us. Tell us what you were uh, what you were up to this last week in in gaming. So, all right, that about wraps it up. You want to tell them about the other shows? Legend of Retro, like we just mentioned, Chops. He's host the Legend of Retro Retro Gaming Podcast. Of course, we have Noobs and Dragons. The new season has just begun, so go on a fresh adventure with a new set of noobs. With uh, Dungeon Master Craig WK, Noiseland Arcade. It's our Simpsons podcast, Last Action Podcast. Hey, guess what? This week. Thor Ragnarok. It's a good one. You gotta go ahead and listen. Ooh. That episode dropped, uh, you know, Monday. Their new episodes are up every Monday. So, Last Action Podcast. So, go to GameZillaMedia.com to learn more about all of our shows. Uh, uh, we have blogs up at GameZillaMedia.com. Our man, The Sphinx, just wrote a, a blog, a music blog about the cars, because they just had their uh, their singer pass away. So, uh, it's a great read. Go ahead and check out, you know, some of our blogs about various different topics. We have a YouTube channel. Player One Miggy loads up our videos there, gets them for for you to watch while you're pooping at work. It's the best way to watch games <laughs> media on YouTube. Uh, of course, streamers getting our Discord. Uh, Grim streams. Craig WK streaming uh, just about every weekday in the morning. Um, we, we just have a ton, ton of people in our community, and, and they're available for you to to watch their streams and get their links and learn more about them within our Discord. And of course. Support us, patreon.com slash games of the media. Go there today. Every little bit helps. Uh, we have bills to pay, and we love providing this show uh, to everyone for free. So any financial contribution you can give to us, it goes a long way, and we appreciate your support. Awesome. All right. Morelli Video Gaming Tournament. Last thing. GameZillaMedia.com. Sign up for the Morelli Video Gaming Tournament, and we can't wait to see you there on October 5th. 
That's right. All right. Well, we'll have a good time there. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 279 of the Games Little Podcast. We will uh, remember we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. And the girls respond to the call. I'm going to pull my shot I hate you. <laughs> Finally. <laughs>